Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Well, welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Luke Thomas. He is the CEO at Friday. Hey, Luke, how's it going today? Hey, Neil. Thanks for uh, the invite and excited to chat with you today. I'm super excited about this, man. You have a lot of fun things to talk about. There's a lot of commonalities we have. But first, we got to make sure that you're human because we don't want to just be talking to a robot today. So your capture question is, do you plan your days off or do you just let them flow? I definitely let them flow. I would say that's kind of the default. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I struggle sometimes. Like I love having a very structured day off in terms of if I have like a lot of tasks to get done or if I really want to make sure to hit this one thing to do. But I think I've learned to lean into more of the unstructured time, especially we're just coming off this holiday break. So it's been nice. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I have two kids, so you know, you you just never have any idea what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of the reason why I uh, why I kind of just let things roll because it's like you never know what happens when you have two uh, kids under the age of three. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put too many expectations on that time too. Yeah, excellent. Well, cool. You're a certified uh, human, so welcome to the show officially. Awesome. So introduce us to Friday. Tell us a little bit about how it got started and what it does. Yeah, so Friday is a home for your company. And the reason why I started working on Friday was because I started working for fully and partially uh, distributed companies since like 2013. Mm-hmm. And in just about every single role I was in, whether it was a you know individual contributor, team leader, or an executive, I just always run into the same issues over and over again. And naturally, they're expressed in different ways depending on if you're a leader or you're not. But, you know... I saw the promise of working from anywhere and it's like, my goodness, this is amazing. Like I don't have to live in a city I don't want to be in. At the time I lived in Boston and I wasn't really a huge fan. Um, (laughs) But the reason why I was there was because that's where the job opportunities were. So my wife and I moved down there um, and, you know, we were just itching to go somewhere else. And that's what got, you know, that promise or, you know, people were chattering about remote work. And I was like, okay, this seems really interesting. Growing up, I was homeschooled as well. So I was very used to this very flexible uh, day. And then it was like, hey, you need to come into the office every day of the week. And it's like, okay, I'm literally working from a laptop. I'm showing up to the office. I'm opening my laptop. And I'm like putting on headphones. Like, how does this make any sense? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not that I don't like my coworkers here. It's it's that it just seems like there's a better way, especially as somebody works from a computer. So I became very interested in the space, but quickly ran into issues. And, you know, the more I dug into the issues, the more I just felt like, hey, this there's such an opportunity here, but there are very real challenges that need to be overcome. And... Yeah, during my research, I started kind of building Fridays and Nights and Weekends project, then started digging more and more into the space and realized that just about every single thoughtful, you know, early leader at remote and more, you know, asynchronous work had built their own company home. Hmm. You know, so anecdotally, um, there are a bunch of examples. So Zapier built a tool called Async, mm-hmm. uh, Automatic built a, cool, uh, a tool called P2. Um, you know, GitLab is known for their handbook, but they also uh, do a lot in kind of threaded discussion using kind of their 
forum or their issues product. Um, and, you know, the more I dug in, the more I realized that, you know, it's like, why are you hand rolling all of these tools? Like, why are you doing this all yourself? Why hasn't someone built this solution? And so the more I dug in, the more I just realized, hey, like, there's a need for a home for your company that glues together your work in one place, helps kind of reduce your dependency on Slack and workplace chat, but still complements it. You know, it's not necessarily about like ditching all the tools that you're using. Instead, it's about kind of harmonizing them. And so, yeah, that's kind of the 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 backstory of Friday. Um, you know, I started this before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit. Then it was like, okay, <laughs> uh, more people want this. But what's really interesting about our tool in particular, I think, is like in the early days of the pandemic, everybody was kind of searching and hunting for a way to replicate the office online. Yep. And, you know, Friday is not the, you know, that clone of the office. Instead, it's kind of the solution that you look for after you figure out that cloning the office doesn't work. <laughs> and so, so yeah, we continue to see more and more attraction the longer this happens because people are just, in, they intuitively understand that like spending your entire day in Slack and on Zoom calls just doesn't work. And so, yeah, that's, I guess, the backstory behind Friday um, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to make wor work a bit more flexible. And we think that you need to have a home for your company. Like you did, like you had a physical office before the pandemic. And, and so, yeah, that's kind of the thesis behind Friday and what we're up to. Awesome. It's such a great start. It bleeds right into what we talk about at the digital workplace. We talk a lot about that level two organization where you are just trying to replicate what was there in the office. And that is a horrible place to be because if you have those expectations out of your digital tools, you're just going to be upset and dissatisfied and say, we got to get back to the office as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, there's so many companies that are still in that uh, you know, yeah. state transition. And I, I, I'm going to assume that you, you kind of uh, pulled that levels off of, uh, I think, Matt Mullenweg. Matt Mullenweg, uh, yeah. yeah. Such a great framework. Such a yeah. great framework. Most companies are still in the early days of this process. Yeah, there's still a long way to go. Speaking of that, I want to get into, you talk about a home for your work. I feel like what I want the meat of our conversation to be is, where does that start? Like, what was the first thing that's going to compel someone to want something like this? And where does it stop? Because people are just going to keep wanting to say, hey, add this, add this. I want this in here. I want this in here. And, but eventually it's like, that's not your home anymore. You need to keep separate places. So how do you manage that? What was like, first off, like what was the first module you wanted to build in Friday to make sure it was there? And do you have any kind of, I guess, walls or boundaries to say, hey, I'm not going this far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how we kind of think about it at the highest level is that we're trying to be a home for the most important stuff at work. And what that means is that you kind of have to have an opinion about mm -hmm. this stuff, right? You, and and so the issue that I see that's pretty prevalent in the marketplace is that, you know, there's a lot of productivity and workplace tools, but they're heavily unstructured and they kind of treat everything the same way. So a message in Slack is a message in Slack. Sure, it can be grouped into a channel. But it's like, if you, if we think about work it, and the workplace, um, not everything should be treated the same way, right? Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like objects at work. Um, you know, a goal is an object. A, um, you know, an update or, you know, a status update is an object. Saying thanks to a coworker, that's an object. And they're kind of like these building blocks for building out like 
the interactions and the behavior that happened at the office. And so right now it's kind of just like being jammed into all these different tools and it, and there's no real structure and order. And so when I first started Friday, I started off the core kind of wedge or the core uh, experience for, uh, for a team was this idea of a check-in. And a check-in is basically just, you know, systematizing your communication. Um, the, the, the way that I think about the problem is, you know, Slack and other tools are filled with lots of ad hoc communication. And that's mm-hmm. fine if you're in kind of collaboration mode because you have no idea what could come up. But when it comes to kind of maintaining this visibility and this awareness into what people are working on, you actually need to create systems to the way that you communicate. And so that could be expressed in a variety of ways. It could be, you know, a team every morning sharing what they're working on. Or at the end of the week, it could be, you know, team leaders sharing, hey, here's what my team accomplished this week. It could be a monthly or biweekly update from the CEO. Oftentimes that's an all hands meeting, but sometimes it could be, you know, a weekly email from the CEO um, kind of outlining what's on their mind or like some KPIs or something. So I saw it as, you know, I'm getting all this communication, but it tends to be low value. How can I create more systematic communication? So check-ins is just a way in Friday of automating uh, any routine update you can think of. Um, And so when you create systems to the way that you communicate, information flows on a predictable, repeatable basis. And so that's kind of the first wedge that we started with. And, you know, we still integrate with Slack. So you share what you're working on and that can be pushed into a channel, but it can also be rolled up into like a feed in Friday. So if I want to see all the daily standups for my team, I can click and see that. I don't need to hold a meeting to understand what people are working on. If I want to understand how people felt about their week, I don't need to hold a a meeting and ask people and go around in a circle. Instead, I can just ask them a series of questions in Friday. Some of that can be shared out into Slack. Some of it doesn't need to be. Um, and so that's that's how we originally started. Um, but yeah, maybe to get back to the original question, like we very much try to think about things as like, what are these like most important like objects or like units of work? Um, and how can we centralize, you know, the stuff that is currently being just scattered and kind of tossed? And how do we kind of pull in the stuff that lives in a, in a different system, right? Like a project is an, is a unit of work, but that lives mm-hmm. in a project management tool. And there are plenty of tools that do a really great job of that. So like, we don't really feel like we need to like, you know, be a home for projects instead. Yeah. We should talk to them, but instead it's like, what, what are these disparate units of work that are just like flowing in other tools that are not heavily unstructured and easily forgotten. That's where we see our opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it requires having an opinion. I wish I had like a more like very like well thought out <laughs> plan, but oftentimes it's just influenced in, in, uh, by our customers and users. Well, I love the framework of thinking about how structured those units of works are because some of them are, are extremely ad hoc. Like you said, a Slack message can just be without any context, just throwing it out there just to talk about, as opposed to, checking in on an automated process that's running in the background and wanting to know like how that specific thing is working and creating the, that thing, which is you know highly structured, going back and forth across that spectrum. And you have projects we talked about. So projects are in the middle. I find that a lot of just talking about industry talk for a while, when we look at companies that are trying to own the digital workplace or not own, but like say, hey, we are, we're a solution for everything. 
a lot of them are coming from that project management space. And I feel like as we've done our reviews to say like, they say everything at work is a project and we can kind of push that narrative. And you see other companies that specialize in workflows or other companies that specialize in chat. They'll say, hey, you can use chat and then do everything else off of that. One thing that's unique about Friday, I feel like, is that you're saying, no, it's not all one thing, that there are there are different types of things that come through. So, so talk about that uh, perspective you brought in. Yeah, so uh, the first thing I'll mention is uh, there's so much more than projects. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about, like, if you were to go into the office and walk around and talk with coworkers and collaborate with coworkers, how much of that discussion, how much of your workday would be spent around projects? And make no mistake, a meaningful amount of your day is spent talking about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's so much else that happens at the office that so many people are missing out on right now. And so, you know, uh, to be even more specific, you know, so many of these project management tools out there are adding in goals. Well, goals is another unit of work. Right. You know, task rolls up to projects, project rolls up to goals and strategic initiatives. But there are so many other things like, you know, there are, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like saying thanks to a coworker, that could be a unit of work. Learning more about a coworker, like we call them icebreakers, but it's just basically like, help me learn about the people that I work with. So what so many people tell us when they use Friday is they're like, hey, this is more about like the people doing the work than it is necessarily about like the unit of work or the project. And it's like, yes, that's like, that's literally what we're trying to do is because that's like what everybody is, uh, you know, complaining about when they talk about missing out on the office. It's like, it's not because they missed out on like, you know, a project status update. It's because they missed out on like this holistic experience at work. And and we're just saying like, how can we kind of replicate some of the outcomes in a digital first way? Like, and make no mistake, like the out the, the means to the end will look very different and it should look very different mm. um, because you can't just replicate what you were doing um, you know, at the office in a digital space, like people are just going to get burned out. They're going to say like enough with the zoom calls and the happy hours. And like, let's just like, just give me back more of my day. Like, let me show up, do heads down work, hang out with my coworkers in a meaningful way when appropriate. And then let me just like go do something else. <laughs> it's like, that's what we're all about. It's like that. Right. Like we all have families. We all have friends. We all have hobbies. We all have activities that we like doing outside of work. And so it's like that is the promise of a flexible workday. So let's like make that a thing instead of requiring people spend their their life on Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You talk about having an opinion, which I think is very important for product companies to be honest about because all product companies have an opinion about how work should be done, but a lot of them tend to hide it inside the product somehow, or they're not even aware of the bias they have as they bring it in. As you think about Friday and the opinion that you want to impact, how would you verbalize that in terms of your opinion about how work should be done? You've kind of said a lot about it, but if you could just kind of summarize that in a couple sentences. If I could summarize it, it would be that life is short and that I believe that people find meaning at work when they are allocating their time as best as they can, whatever that means for the individual. And so we're just really into this idea of like, show up, grind it out, do the work, and then leave. And like, it it just being about, you know, it's kind of one of these things that people talk about these days, like, you know, 
output over hours, like I really think that that's important. And so that's really what I'm all about is because like I just before this call went down and hung out with my kids for like 10 minutes before. Hmm. And it's like, what is the value of that? The value of that is priceless, I would argue. Yeah. And and as long as you're still like doing meaningful work, like it shouldn't hour it shouldn't matter like the number of hours. Um and and so yeah, show up to work, grind it out. Like I, I just think about it like a sport sports game, right? Like a sporting event. I played a lot of soccer growing up, and it's like when you step out on the field, you're gonna give it your best. But the minute you step off the field, that's the end. And then you go do something else. And I think the workplace should kind of be about that. Yeah. Um, so that's like our philosophy is like life is short. Show up, do great work, and then leave and go do something else. So take off your product hat for a second and put on your CEO hat. Sure. Now you have you have people around you that's you know, I think a lot of companies have moved beyond the, you know, we're all a family here because of what you talked about. Like, hey, we're we're not a family. We're here to do work and then get back to our other families or get back to the things. But some people really do find genuine connection uh, with coworkers and build long-term relationships uh, with them and enjoy that part of it. So how, as a leader of a distributed company, how do you plan to allow for both of that? For people who just say, hey, I'm just here to do my work, have fun, and then get out of here. And others who say, hey, no, we, I need more from this. Yeah, great, great question. So the first is that, the, like a lot of things, there's a bell curve here, right? So mm-hmm. there's some people, they really just want to do the work and then go. Then there are other people that want more interaction. And how I think about it, once again, to use the sports analogy, I, I just think about like being a part of a team. Naturally, like there are some people on the team, it's really like they really like the social interaction. And for others, they're there, they want to win games. And then, uh, you know, uh, and some limited chit chat, right? And some of that's just personality differences. Um, how we how we work to to really uh, try to support like both groups of people is we try to do a decent amount of this stuff asynchronously. So I think about it in terms of like help me learn more about my coworkers and remind me that they're people and not robots. And I think a lot of that we'll call it prep work can be done asynchronously. And so, for example, on a given day. So first of all, we have three meetings a month, three routine meetings a month that we do. One out of three of them is a monthly kickoff meeting. And then two out of three are what we call uh, coffee shop co-working sessions, where basically we just get together, hang out, and uh, and uh, play games and like show what we're working on. I'll get to that here in a second. But when it comes to async, like what do we like how do we support this culture even in an asynchronous way? Is part one respecting the fact that people have lives outside of work, but getting more into the nitty gritty of like, how do you create camaraderie? There's a few things that we do. The first is that whenever we share an update, I mean, we use Friday to do this. We have uh, just a way at the end where you can say thanks to your coworkers. And so we know that people want to feel recognized for the work that they do. And so there's always an opportunity to do that. And so, for example, uh, you know, there was someone earlier today that sent a kudo to someone else. Um, this typically happens like many times a week. And this creates this baseline of like, just like camaraderie. Like it's so simple, but it actually works. So that's part one. Part two is whenever someone new joins. So we have an intern joining today. I'm going to jump on a call with him and going to, you know, walk him through the company, how we operate, but also get to know them. 
Um, now I'm not his, you know, direct manager, but it's important to like get to know people, right? Especially in onboarding. So that's just another anecdote for you. Um, for this new intern who joins, um, he will be able to learn more about all the people that he works with asynchronously. So he can visit, you know, the directory on Friday. He can visit people profiles and literally click around and see each person and learn more about them, what they're working on, and, you know, maybe where they're located and other fun facts about them without needing to hold a meeting. And so this is not necessarily to eliminate the meeting where you can say, hey, like, I'd love to, like, get to know you. But instead, it's about giving some context to accelerate better relationship building when you do meet. Right. So it's about being super thoughtful about how you spend that synchronous or real time uh, conversation. Right. Yep. And so we think that it's a combo async and sync. Um, last thing I'll mention is those meetings I mentioned, the coffee shop coworking sessions, those are fun. Those are just like an informal way. Um, it ends up being an hour every two weeks where we just get together. Hey, what are you like? Do you have anything you'd like to share about what you're working on? You know, just more for fun. Like, hey, I'm thinking about this and I'm doing this, right? Kind of, it aims to scratch the brainstorming and just like getting people huddled around, you know, a table at a coffee shop, just having chit chat. And then the second half we play, uh, it's called Gardic Phone. It's just like basically Pictionary. And we just chat about like, oh, hey, like how's how are things going with you? And like, if someone doesn't want to show up or if someone has to go do something else, they can leave, Right. So this is how we try to balance the camaraderie with um, uh, as a you know fully distributed uh, team. Last thing I'll quickly mention, and then I'll stop talking, is uh, if we can meet up in person, we will periodically meet up in person. I'll offer to buy people lunch, and you know, and and that is really helpful too. So I think you know, there's no one size fits all solution here. Yeah. But I do think that um, yeah, I mean that's what we do. It's a mixture of a variety of things. That's very important to make sure people understand. Like, when you think about a distributed team, it's not 100% asynchronous. Like, you need that synchronous time, but you don't need as much as you had in the office. And in the same way, you think about being uh, apart from each other versus being in the same space. Like, there's extreme value in being in the same space. Absolutely. But do you need it every day? That's the question. That yeah. is the question. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, too, to train people to say, look, if I only get to be in the same location with some of my coworkers once every four months, what am I going to do at that time? Like, what's the most valuable thing I can do to get together? Or if we're only going to be on the same time, you know, a couple times a month, then what's the most way, the best value we can get out of that? And how can we push everything else to asynchronous channels and realize when the, those are stressing and you have somebody that, that is really struggling that needs more time, or you have an intern who's who really just is doesn't really understand how to work about things. They, they mm -hmm. want more social connection. Can you make some allowances for that? Like, mm -hmm. I love the flexibility that you have in your model. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's worked out pretty well so far. And, you know, uh, I think that it is, I feel really good about it <laughs> uh, because it's not meeting heavy, but it still allows for fun and, and you know, the spontaneous interactions. And I still yeah. feel like I know my the people that I work with. All right, so Luke, what's the one question you're gonna ask somebody if they say, hey, look, my home for my meetings and is this app, let's say they're using a messaging app like Slack or they're using Microsoft Teams, or they're using something like that. 
what's a question you can ask them to get them thinking beyond that? Say, hey, maybe you're missing something here. It's a good question because I think, you know, the honest truth of the matter is that a lot of people intuitively understand that, like, workplace chat tools are being overused. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, like, our value prop is basically, hey, you're probably using Slack in one of a hundred different ways. And, like, it's best for collaboration, the quick back and forth. What it's not great for is, you know, announcements. So one thing I'll ask a leader is, like, hey, so how do you share company-wide announcements? And they're like, oh, sometimes they'll say they use email. Um, sometimes they'll be like, oh, I, I post in Slack. It's like, okay, so how many people read that? And they, and they won't be able to say anything, you know, like they don't know. Yeah. And so that's a question I ask leaders for the individual. You know, it could be something along the lines of, um, like, tell me more about like the notifications that you're getting on an everyday basis. <laughs> yeah. And then for a team leader, it's kind of like, do you know what your team's working on right now? And what I can tell you is most team leaders do not know. And they, you know, they resort to like the one-on-one DMs where they're like, hey, how's your day going? And <laughs> oh, like what, how's that project going, right? Like no manager, no team leader wants to do that, but they have to because the information isn't flowing to them. Yeah. And so it's like, well, how can you get the information flowing without needing to do that? <laughs> yeah. Luke, this is really exciting. We are excited about Friday just as a product. I like what you guys are doing, and especially because you're not coming from a product that existed necessarily in a, in a strong way before the pandemic, but you're able to kind of take a fresh look. And like you said, to say like work has these different objects and these different elements to it, and it's not all the same thing. And to elegantly bring those together is a noble task. Uh, we wish you the best in it. We we are going to be following along and seeing how you update along the way. But this is just going to be a, a fantastic time for you, I'm sure. Cool. Well, thanks, Neil. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, we... Uh, we're definitely kind of trying to approach things from like a fresh lens. Sometimes that means we get things right. Sometimes that means like <laughs> it's a little bit of a scratch, you know, like what, 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 why did we do this? <laughs> but, you know, it's, we're just trying to approach a problem uh, from, you know, first principles or just from, you know, from the ground up. So where can people go to find out more about it? Yeah. Friday.app. And if you have any questions, you can shoot me an email directly, Luke at Friday.app. Excellent. Well, thanks, Luke, for being on the show. We look forward to connecting with you again in the near future. Thank you, Neil. Really appreciate it. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you find Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice-a-month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level five digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.